This is Season 3 of Views of the Bridge, a podcast about your Philadelphia Union. We're part of the Beautiful Game Network. You can find all things BGN at BGN.FM. Let's get right to it. Looks like he's lining up for a shot. Jacob Glesnitz is going for it. Is. Oh, my oh. God! Gaddis, Ray with options, will cross us in, and it's back home by Casper Shabenga. What a slide tackle by Jack Elliott. Back to that shutout for Andre Blake. Fontana will give it a strike. Anthony Fontana has the go-ahead goal! One of the best teams across the league. But my word, Jim Curtin has pushed all the right buttons in 2020. And nobody will be able to take away the trophy from Jim Curtin and the Philadelphia Union. This is a five for five city. Put some respect on our name. Let's go, dude. Good things happen in Philadelphia. Very great. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Views from the Bridge. You're not listed because you don't care about it. Favorite podcast about the Philadelphia Union. Uh, gang's all here. Remember when we were like, yeah, we're going to have a consistent. Nope, nope, no, nope. nope. Um, I mean, we, life comes at you fast. We have really good. Some of us have really good excuses. Then there's me. Anyway, hiya. Mathematically proven to be most of the time your host, which I don't even know if that matters anymore. Evan Valella, hi. Good to see you. Um, gang's all here. So, you know, um, recently recovered from uh, global warming trying to kill him. Chuck Booth is here. Hello? Yes, I am. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to kill us all, to be fair, but specifically you yeah i can talk now just enough to um be able to hop on a podcast with you guys and what a terrible i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing no that's a bad that's a bad thing (laughs) um i got my voice back now let me do this terrible thing yeah yeah um speaking of doing things recently in the process of moving justin ashcraft is here hey what's up hey man yeah i'm back in the uh the union uh geofenced region to need to watch the games on philadelphiaunion.com now i was gonna say you are in the greater greater philadelphia area the very greater i didn't realize we were in the market there you go i i I don't think a lot of people would to be fair And, uh, and speaking of greater, um, hopefully going to get a cleat right to the shin for Ray Gattis Appreciation Ooh. Night by Ray Gattis. He's not fast. It's Paul Katrina <laughs> Jr. I Paul, am fast. I but... have people, I know people directly that see you run on a weekly basis. There's no way. Uh, who are the, Ooh, do you have people fire. that are spies? Because I don't run very often. No, I mean, I have I have people that played on a team that was adjacent to the team that you played on in a, in a soccer setting. And, so, and, you know, all of those yeah. people saw me play soccer 90 minutes after I had just got done playing soccer. So those people can keep yeah. their opinions to themselves. But that's okay. That's okay, Evan. I'm just that's saying right. that if I need to clarify that if you can run fast or not, it's really easy for me to confirm that you can I'm not getting angry. I'm finding myself in a more peaceful state, and I feel like we all need to let off some tension before we start. So I'm going to do something that will all make you happy, and I'm going to derail the podcast for some zen fortune cookies. Mm, We're all going into this culprit. We're all going into the bit. Mm, Yes, it is. (laughs) Do you hear that? We're an ASMR podcast now. This is beautiful. Uh, All right, Justin. Justin, how are you? You're moving, right? 
Well, here's what you have to do, sir. Well, you oh have to boy. face facts with dignity. Thank you, thank you. I don't oh, know, no. brother. You could have kept that for yourself. Hey, listen. <laughs> these aren't for me. These are strictly for you guys. All right. Oh, I sure, only, sure. I only do this for you. Okay. Oh, here we go. I was gonna. I Shock. had a really great segue about Matt's talking about global warming. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of warming. Oh, actually, this one's for Evan. I'm so sorry. The leader seeks to communicate his vision to his followers. Um, which is not happening because no. I'm doing whatever I because, want to right now. Because Paul went, you know what? Let me try to get something over. And uh -huh. here we are. Hey, we're officially back. Chuck. Yeah. Success will come with patience. It sure will tonight, baby. Damn, it sure right will tonight. We are all being patient and trying to fight through your lack of success and with having. Lastly, mine. Uh, you will be very handsome and encourage others to be good. Oh wow! Wow! I you know. I I want I, you all to be great tonight. I need so. you to tweet out a photo of that fortune cookie if it is in fact on that fortune cookie because there is. There is as much chance of that happening as there is, I can finally get my segue back, Matej Orebek playing for this football team. Oh! Yay! Guess what, guys? He's, like, gone, gone. Um, July 13th, he gets loaned out to... I'm not even... Somewhere. Pod Brazil. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. He's not here. And he's gone. So, um... Thank you for that. Um... More interesting transfer news. Um, Jesus Bueno is now a member of the Philadelphia Union. He is not in the country, we don't think. Maybe. Was that, a que that, was that a question? Yeah, we, we don't know where he is, but he oh, is okay, on great. the Philadelphia Union. Yeah, so, uh, so the tricky thing about um, the transfer window is that as long as you get the deal done before it closes, you're not really obligated to announce that it's been done, or you don't have to figure out the contract until whenever you figure out the contract. So, um, Jesus Bueno is signed by the Philadelphia Union from uh, Deportiva Lara. He's not here yet. Um, holding midfielder, we'll talk about why it's important they signed him, I suppose, in a minute or two. Um, and then the other one I just want to I just want to get through, and then I, I, I imagine that the Bueno one is going to be a little bit more time-consuming than Matias Davo, but Matias Davo also apparently signed enough on loan from Corinthians. Um... But there's been some very wacky who owns his rights kind of nonsense happening. So he is also, in fact, not uh, here, nor as of uh, as of Monday, the 9th of August, not been announced by the team as a player they've signed. So um, hopefully y'all can get that sorted out so this doesn't age as well as... I don't know, Kanye's puffy jacket look at Mercedes-Benz Stadium from a couple weeks ago. Um, that, that thing is dirty, man. He's been sleeping. He's something. been sleeping in that stadium. Which he needs something. change. I, listen, a normal person wouldn't be able to wear that in there. All I'm saying. Um, hey, it's it's fun, though. It's, it's, it's it fun, though, these contracts. And, you know, it's like MLS just, you know, hey, you guys can do whatever you want. Just let us know you have the player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Did mm-hmm. you guys do it? Okay, great. It's like, just fill us in later. Paperwork can you, is paperwork. Can you send us a fax to let us know you have the player? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I mean, I guess we do need those um, conventions when the transfer window doesn't run the same as everyone else's. It's true. Yeah. 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 Um, so I guess let's talk about Jesus Bueno, because um, there's a, a certain member of the field, well, someone who's still contractually signed with the Philadelphia Union hasn't been around in a couple games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamiro Montero. Everyone on Twitter had the best, most rational takes about this, and I'm so glad that we're just watching the Vincent Nogueira saga just unfold again, because that was so fun the first time. But, apparently, there's a good bit of interest from um, Feyenoord in the Netherlands, among a couple other teams, I think, for Jamiro Montero, and he hasn't been in the lineup, and Jim Curtin in a couple of post-games, has said that he is in transfer talks, and that's about all there is to it right now. Um, I think it's safe to say that Miro is gone. Yes. And that Jesus Bueno, and and honestly, I think it's going to be kind of by committee, because you have Martinez, who still hasn't left, even though I guess there's, you know, interest in him. There's whispers. Leon Flock, I think, could play there if you need him to. And he's only 20, which I forget all the time. And now you have, um, not available to the team, but signed to the payroll, Jesus Bueno. So, you know, it is what it is. And, And I think it's easy to be a little bit distracted or a little bit worried about the results recently. Um, but I think the two big things that you can point to as, as, or at least that I point to as reasons for kind of the downturn is you are playing, I'm doing air quotes here, everybody listening at home, the biggest match in club history, volume <laughs> seven, against Club America uh, later this week. <laughs> and you need to rotate, but also you kind of just don't have your number 10 available because you can't really risk him getting hurt and you don't want to sell him at one price and then have him go out and this is a selfish well, organizational dude. thing and either have him blow it up and you know probably should have been signed for more than that or play really poorly and then they go Haha, no way 1.25 million here's seven hundred fifty thousand dollars and a and a popeye's chicken sandwich we heard you like those over there Let's rewind back to that sure. you don't have your number 10 available statement. Well, <laughs> yeah. Because, well, We do yeah. have our number 10 available. Yeah. I don't, I, where, where have you gone, sir? There's a Hungarian man. It's true. Um, yeah, we don't have our first choice number eight available. Yeah. Um, but that, that's one of the interesting things where it seems <laughs> like, there's enough depth that, like, while we're going to miss Jamiro Montero, that's not a question. But with where Leon Flock is going, uh-huh. adding another midfielder because we thought that Jose Martinez was going to be the midfielder to leave. Sure, sure. Um, this, this transfer window, and he's still here. Not. Okay, I that made the recording. <laughs> um, but. Yeah. Like, it doesn't 
hurt depth that much. Yeah, I mean, if anything, Jamiro going kind of just is forcefully clearing up a bit of a logjam issue, yeah. and we all didn't want it to be him, but it is him, and we kind of <laughs> just need to, like, yeah. deal with it. That's just kind of how it goes, you know? If, if a guy wants to see his family and hasn't been able to see him for a year and a half, and that's really weighing it, it's, it's going to affect anyone. Mm -hmm. You ask anyone, and you're going to want to try to make changes and compromises for that. You've asked to get out of work for stupider things. Jamiro Montero is simply being a human being. It's very true. Yeah. So, um, I, I mean, like I said, now you do have this younger bit of depth. You can kind of get a little creative with how mm. you line up if you want to keep going with the diamond or... You see now that Jim likes to do a little bit of flexibility here and there, but like mm. this, this does really just it, it clears things up a little bit in a forcefully kind of bad way. Like it's it's bad that this has to happen, but it is happening, and we cannot control that. So here we are. Justin, your thoughts? I mean, yeah, I think my thoughts were like pretty similar to Paul's I mean I think like you are clearing up a little bit of log jam by doing this um unfortunately I'm not sure this is the way I would want to clear up the log jam but I guess like I mean there were a couple 17 year olds that balled out last night so I'm not sure that I'm yeah I'm like super concerned about not having Miro I mean we are gonna miss Miro that I mean, that is a very true statement that um, when you have a professional player like him and he leaves your team, there is going to be an adjustment period that has to happen. But I think, like, when you consider the depth at midfield um, with, you know, I, I mean, the fact that the flock is playing the way he's playing and, and then uh -huh. you now can throw in a guy like Quinn Sullivan and he doesn't look out of place in this league, I think you, you know, you now have the ability to kind of overcome that adjustment period, you know? Um, and so I think like, you know, I, I, I don't think the union are a terrible spot. I mean, I, I don't necessarily, I wouldn't have said at the beginning of the season, like, Hey, Miro's going to leave mid season. And we're all going to feel okay about it. Um, but I think you have you have to look at the way this team is built at the moment and the way the team is playing at the moment and the way the kids played last night. And you have to go, okay, I think we can we can eventually overcome this. When you look at a couple years ago and we said that signing Jamiro Montero was like our quintessential cool, we're willing to spend and get our DP, like get our man that we know works in our system. And you told me a year and a half later he'd be leaving the same way Nagara did, and it would be very much like not related to soccer and money kind of thing. It would be like raise the alarm. It's happening again. But when you look across the board on paper, the bar's just going to keep getting raised, and players like Jamiro Montero are going to be remembered in this club, but the players are only just going to get better when they come here. Like, it, it, the whole quality of the league is going to be rising, and it's going to be a few years from now when we look back, it's like, yeah, we appreciated Jamiro Montero, but we had other things to do, and we had other players that needed to just jump in. 
And what we saw last night, I know we have many things to talk about, but what we saw last night out of those young kids all playing together on a field against a pretty much full-strength New England squad really makes me feel a bit better about this, just a little bit. Um, not having Gil um, means I can't call it a pretty much full-strength New England I mean, squad because he's going to be MVP Gil. of this. But he's going to be MVP of this league. That's so. okay. <laughs> um, the the downgrade from te- him to Tejan Buchanan at the 10, as good as Tejan Buchanan is, is significant. And it played a large role in New England not putting five past us. I wouldn't. I would not go... That we can talk about that later, but I would not go that far. Mm. I tell you, Buchanan just got sold to Club Rouge, man. Like, who are you? Yeah, Buchanan. <laughs> He's a baller. Uh, I mean, I never said that he wasn't a baller. Hey, and but and sec- like some of his passing yesterday left much to be desired when the center backs were leaving him with some lanes. I mean, yeah, but I, I don't know. I don't think Tejon Buchanan is like the playmaker on that team. That's the, but that's the thing. He was playing the ten because Gil wasn't available. Right. Yeah. I mean, I was. I mean, I think New England are not going to be as good as they were yesterday without Tejon Buchanan. I don't trust them enough to. That's that's not the point of what I said. Very biased. I don't. Well, I know, but I just I I don't think you're going to see a team opening up the union like like I don't think that team opens up the union like that now without Buchanan there. Well, you're you're not wrong, but wait, what's still not the point that Uh, I was uh, trying to make? I'm very confused. Are we lost? No. Did, Did we get lost along the way? No, we did not. Well, I think we got we got the game recapping a little earlier than we expected because we were still talking about transfers. No, no. <laughs> it's... I mean that was about it, really. I I guess there's talks of Matt Real leaving to to I guess Houston's the latest I mean, he, team, but Matt, if Matt Real if Matt Real is not actually injured, which I don't believe he is, Doubt outside it. of probably a hurt ego. Yep. Um, there is no way he is still going to be on this team within a month's time if Leon Flogg, of all people, is playing left wing back yeah. in a substitute game. Yeah. I mean, like, so we can just assume that Jim lied to everyone last night when he came out and was like, Matt is injured. Probably. And that was the end of the quote. Yeah, like... That doesn't, that doesn't sound, seem right to me. But, uh, yeah, we've got bigger fish to fry now. Like I said, this club's just moving onward and upward, and now we have I mean, some major... Moving onward. Whew, I, I mean, don't the know fact if I that Matt hasn't month. gotten a minute in, like, forever yeah. uh, says enough. Yeah. Yeah. So where do we want to start <laughs> with... The matches. This is a group therapy session. We've all just You're... we're all sitting in chairs. I, Where do recap, we want to start? To recap, two one loss to Orlando City, one one draw with Inter Miami, one one draw in a game that I was at and heavily disappointed by against the Chicago Fire, and then a I'll just say it probably their best performance of the season in a three nil win over Toronto, and then a um, <coughs> passable. 
2-1 loss to the Revs in a, in a very heavily rotated squad with a bunch of children who I think, who I still think, should be getting more minutes given what they did against New England. And maybe <laughs> now that that logjam is sort of settled, then they will get them. I mean, that's that's something to take from this, is that now you kind of do have a bit of a pathway where McGlynn... I mean, McGlynn went 90 last night. Mm-hmm. And even at minute 90 was still very much making moves that made defenders miss and was still trying to make those line-splitting passes. It's like... That we, we've only heard so much about the class that oozes from this kid. And when you give him a chance to, like, actually put it on display, you see what it is. Their form is sporadic right now, but it never had to be great for this to be successful because it's all been leading up to this showdown with Club America. We can't act like Jim isn't laser-focused on trying to beat this team in Mexico so that he can come home and really implement his game plan. Like, no one should be upset about this form. I, I had... I, I do need to say this real quick. I had, I had a friend at a party come up to me. He's like, hey, yo, man, why did the Union suck this year? Mm. I was like, they're in third place in the East. Uh, he's like, oh, man, well, I've only been seeing, like, losses on my notifications. I asked him, what's your favorite team yeah, right mean, now? I asked him what his favorite team is right now. He's like, oh, man, I'm riding with the Phillies, man. You already know. I said, shut your mouth. Walk away from me. Go. You're, you're occupied with something that is so not close to this realm of sport. <laughs> I. It was garbage. I think you have every right to be upset with the form. Um, but at least... Uh, now knowing the things we know with what's with what's up with like Jamiro Montero as well as just this team trying to figure out integrating yeah, Daniel Gazdog into <laughs> into um, things, it at least makes sense on why um, the form issues were happening. Yeah, but I'm like saying when you look at oh, sorry, Justin, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. When you look at the form on its own and you're saying, well, there's the whole thing with Jamiro and there's the whole thing with preparing for Champions League and these results aren't, like, detrimental to your place in the hierarchy of MLS, it kind of just seems like, eh, okay. But they are detrimental to your place in the hierarchy of MLS. To what extent? Are we trying to win a shield again? Is that the big thing? Like, do we have to be in first place right now? You're closer to being below the playoff line than you are to first place. Legally speaking, maybe, but you're still up there regardless of your form issues. That's what I'm saying. They're in an objectively bad run of form right now, and it doesn't really seem to matter in the grand scheme of the East because other teams suck way harder than we do. And we're still competing for a Champions League like spot in the finals. I just, I'm very much taking all of this with grains of salt until we see what happens in Mexico when the squad has to show up. Like, they're, they have to show up. They don't have to win, but they have to show out in some fashion. 
Because they've only been preparing for this moment, and it's clear. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's just been some disappointments along the way, right? I mean, I think that, you know, you think about the Chicago game, um, you know, I like, it's just hard to... I, it is hard because, like, it is over the course of a season. You can't look at one game and go, oh, this team sucks. You know, I, I've had that same experience, Paul. Like, I don't my, – my wife doesn't sit down and watch every game, but she'll walk through the room in a, on a specific play and go, ah, oh, why do the union suck so much? You know, what was that cross or what was that whatever? And it's kind of <laughs> like that over the course of the season. Like, you can't, like, look at – I don't know you can't like look at one result and go oh this team is objectively worse than they were a month ago or they might be objectively better in a month you know it's like you've got to look at over the course of the season but I think like you look at the Miami game where we were just terrible you look at the Chicago game where again we we're just terrible and it's like how do you balance that I guess with a game like New England where we were really good I think last night I mean I think like yeah, there were times where, you know, we looked bad. They were making good passes, that sort of thing. But, like, Sergio could have had, what, four goals last night if he had put one past Matt Turner? You know, like, if he got anything past Matt, mm-hmm. past Matt Turner, yeah. he could have had, like, three or four last night. So I think it's, like, it's hard to balance that, I guess. And it's hard to, like, say, like, oh, this team is objectively worse than they were a month ago, a year ago, whatever. Um but I do think there are some, like, disappointments from this run where you just like, man, if we could have got two points there, we could have got, you know, three points there or whatever, then it's like, I don't know, it's just hard to, like, say where we are at this point. Um, but I do think, like, yeah, you have to you have to take this Club America game and go everything is pointing towards that game. And then we'll see, you know, I would not be surprised if we c5 at the back on thursday night just trying to keep the ball out of the net um but yeah it'll be interesting to see you know going forward uh what what happens but i think it is like yeah i don't think anything anybody's wrong to look at these last five or six games and go oh that was a poor you know or the month of july and go oh that was a poor month it was a poor month um but i think like yeah, we're still right there, and that shows the quality of this team. They still find themselves right where they want to be, in MLS and in the Champions League, and that's what's important. They're in striking distance if they want to win another Shield, which people don't seem to care about all that much now that we already have one. Shocking. But... I mean, so only one there. team wins the shield. And one team wins the, the shield, and that doesn't matter for that could still pull this off. Yeah. It clearly didn't matter last year, so yep. why would you care as much this year? <laughs> Proving your own point, Paul. Uh, Chuck, any other, any other thoughts on the recent form? Whatever that means. Um, I mean, the only thing that actually matters over this is that um, Daniel Gazdog finally got a goal. Yes! And uh, that Paxson Aronson also scored. Yes! 
that's really about it for me. Yeah. Um, I think Wagner hit the goal of the season. Uh, ah! uh, yes, he did. No. no. Well, speaking of that, that, one, no. that one's just hilarious. Big thanks, baby, and Herbers for sitting up like The Undertaker, but... Th- that's not if you had goal. if you had that ball coming at you at that speed, you would sit up too. Yeah, I mean it wouldn't be coming at me because I'd be all the way on the other side of the field. But <laughs> Jacob Glesnus hit the post three times and the ball still went in off of one shot. You cannot simply act like that doesn't exist. I didn't Quinn Sullivan also had a bicycle, it's the best but you know the season. I... Kind of Wagner's free kick. Be... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Sullivan's first goal's a bike. I don't know. Um, What else? Yeah, the thing that kills me is that whenever the Union, and this has been for the entirety of me watching this team, whenever the Union go up a man, I just kind of want to go home. (laughs) Because I'm like, they're not going to score. When have they ever gone up a man and scored? If anything, the other team's going to look more dangerous in like 20 minutes. And then it'll just be a draw, and then you go, oh, this team sucks. Everyone's bad. Chicago got a really great point on the road. And then you turn around, and three days later, <laughs> allegedly the same fucking team beats Toronto without Chris Armas now, so they're better. 3 nothing. <laughs> they are! And I don't... I will never get it. I will never get how you go, we're up a man for, for fucking 60 minutes nearly, and, and we still have all the same players. It's not like, oh, Chicago went down a man, so you have to take off Casper Shabilko, who has, what, uh, like 12 goals this year, 13 goals this uh, year? 11. Don't mess up that number, I'm going to be 11 very goals this yeah. year. Yeah. And then Calm he down. just goes, sorry. And then, well, <laughs> you would think he'd have a 12 or 13 now after he had, you know, one less opponent on the field for 60 minutes, but no. And, and then you go to Toronto and you look so dangerous. And then you're even able to play the kid, which, Paul, Paul, you had a tweet earlier. Take a a breath. When you were like, hey, Jim Curtin gets all the credit for developing these homegrown players. Or something along those, in fact, you know what, I can pull it up. (laughs) Yes, let's just pause our podcast so you can make your point. It's it's almost as if Jim Curtin knows exactly what he's doing with his young talent, what a concept. Jim Curtin gets none of the credit for any of these kids because he refuses to play them before the 80th minute unless he absolutely has to because they're playing in Estadio Azteca midweek and he knows he can't play his starting 11 and then go play in Mexico because they will lose 7 to nothing. It's almost if, as if, if anything, this is why we need to record more often. Anybody else with eyeballs would have started subbing in Quinn Sullivan in the 60th minute instead of fucking Ilsenio, who, I'm sorry, I <sighs> have to watch a guy... Absolutely uh, fawn over him uh, from three rows back every time he touched the ball. And listen, I'm not mad about another dude fawning over a man. I get it. I've been there. Elsinio <laughs> has done fuck all this whole year, and I'm tired of everyone being like, oh, he's Brazilian. He has one name. He can dribble. He can hit an elastico. Go to a training, and you'll see that all the fucking time. Put in Quinn Sullivan after 50 minutes and watch him work, and you'll win more games. End of rant. Thank you for coming. That was accurate. No, even yeah. when Elsinho was in yesterday, I was mm. just messaging, like, what does he do anymore? Nothing. Like, nothing. He, and I there was nothing have... of substance. But there was nothing of substance besides <laughs> the back heel pass that freed Bedoya. 
And I don't get why teams still send four people to a 37-year-old who can't run. He's not going to score, y'all. Yeah, he's just not. Uh, people need to stop getting excited for him because it clearly seems to just be... We because I saw Quinn there. Sullivan do about 800 things that Il Senio used to do better, and Quinn's like seven. So well, I'd rather also, give more minutes to the guy that's like 12, he's aging very rapidly, than, than Il Senio. And that's nothing against Il Senio. I'm sure him and Cleverson will be a nightmare for pre-academy kids who get nutmegged 30 times and then quit soccer forever. But... <laughs> It needs to stop, man. It needs to stop. I can't wait for a six-year-old to break both of their legs after getting double nutmeg somehow by Elsinio and Cleverson. But I just, I need him to move on from play. Thanks. Yes, FBI, I did get the audio clip of Evening threatening a child. <laughs> and I'd like to point out, it is illegal. Never mind. <laughs> oh my word. You have my full cooperation. No, yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're a team, all right. We're a team, and we're doing stuff. And now this is a sports <laughs> podcast where I rant. And anyway, I don't know about anyone else here. I feel better. Um... Hey, you feel like you lost four pounds sweating out that yeah entire monologue. Like that. oh boy yeah that's the only way el senior is gonna make me hot and bothered this year because he sure as hell is gonna do it <laughs> <off the field. sighs> fast forward to him scoring a hat trick in fucking estadio azteca on thursday he's gonna do it against new york city it's just good that's that's what it is it's gonna happen and against friday new york city. it's just gonna be 30 minutes yeah. I mean, of me sending an audio clip to justin of me crying <laughs> no, but I mean, at this point, he sh- should ju- he should just be the hype man slash streamer. Hell, he could even just do Union EMLS these days he- because we don't need him on the field. I here we go. I have an offer for Lucinio. I didn't run this by any of the other guys. Here it is. He can oh. just take this podcast if he just retires. <laughs> Um, I, I still want to be part Next of it. Next home game, he gives me his boots. Yeah, it would be more fun recording with him than you. It probably would be. Are you offering yourself for him? Or, like, In the context of, of soccer for podcast, yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, if you're yeah. listening, Ilsan, I accept. <laughs> so, when I'm not here, and there's a older Brazilian man that says, I'm mathematically proven to be your host most of the time, Ilson, then we'll hey, all know yo, what happens. Hey, yo, what's up? <laughs> he Welcome talks to... like Sly Stallone now, apparently. I don't know. <laughs> hey, yo, Adrian, you, uh, you all right? And we're like, oh, Senior sounds different. <laughs> His English voice went really hard South Philly Italian. That's crazy. Hey, yo, well, what's up? Anyway, so the form that the union play... Here, let me... here. Steering back on track. I'm not usually the one that does this. This is fun for everybody, right? What is the best case scenario? And I'm going to limit it to a draw or a loss, I guess, because we all know the best case scenario is a win, obviously. Paul. For Paul, your for your Paul, visual reference, Paul's gone. only Paul's head is here, <laughs> essentially imitating a sock puppet. I like it better this way. 
Um, what's the best case scenario for the Union playing Club America on Thursday? Well, the best case scenario is a nil-nil draw. Okay. Okay. Like, mm. what did you think I was gonna say? I Call thought you were gonna say undefeated a win. in their last five. I know. Yeah. Is a one-one that bad? No. A one-one's better. I, Not at all. Well, a one a one-one is better. Yeah. But I don't think it'll happen. Think right? it has. Oh, yeah. 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 So, so well, best case nil-nil. Is that kind of who plays up top? Is best case yeah. is just nothing. Well, no. Best case scenario is they win twenty-seven to nothing, and they get run <laughs> out of their own stadium, and there's an infrastructure problem, and yeah. Oh, okay, of course, you... but no. Our realistic best case scenario is zero zero. Just take it and run. Get out of there. Get yourself home, and implement a game plan. I think it That's depends it. who plays up top. Like it depends if... who plays up top. That's my thought. Because Danny Higginbottom had it. Danny Higginbottom had it absolutely right last night when he stopped. When he started yelling at Casper for dropping deep, and every freaking time he dropped mm. deep in the midfield to get the ball, and it's like, sir, just go up top. We will get the ball to you in the box. Just go get in the box. And like there were too many times where he's touching the ball thirty-five yards away from goal with his back to the goal, and it's like you're not helping our cause when you're there like that mm-hmm. it's it's not helping us and so i think like if it is a two striker system and sergio is on the field which i would hope he will be on the field at some point during that game but i think like if he's on the field i think there is a chance that you know you get that random counter or whatever and we put a ball in the back of the net if it's mm-hmm. if if it's casper alone up top a zero zero draw is the best we're gonna get, I think. Yes. Yes. You're damn right about that. Yeah, it, it's it's a weird balance for him because like I appreciate wanting to go and get it and to and to be more proactive about helping break and kind of and kind of you know, starting the, the runs and, and, and forcing the plays. But dude, if you're coming back and like sitting on top of the eight the whole the whole second half or whatever, that just lets the team come far. Someone's got to stay out there to kind of keep the center backs honest. Exactly. You know, and it's and it's funny to me because like we've seen the union do that against other teams. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's been teams where you see Jacob Lesnar's right at the halfway line. And you go, well, if they if they put somebody, if they press him, he can't really do that anymore. That was one of the beautiful things that the back three did, yeah. was let Jacob Glesnus be a line-splitting passer, Yes, um, which is literally all he wants to do in life. <laughs> and he finally got to do it and just had the time of his life, including collecting an assist. He yep. looks so um, happy out there. I was like, so, like, look at him. Glow He's up, Jacob Lesnar's here. No, I mean, like, I, I was very, I was very happy with the back three. Yeah. I was not happy with um, this real wing back and pseudo wing back. Yeah. Because Olivier Mbizo did not have nearly as good of a game as he should have had uh-uh, in uh-uh, front of a uh-uh, back three. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Or in Which general. Means, ever. Or in general, period. We're, we're, re- 
I mean, we're really getting to the point that, like, you need to see some, like, well, one, what's, I don't know what's up, what's what up with Powell that he missed this game? Well, he got injured in the, um, in the Gold Cup. Gold Cup uh, okay. semi, he got lit up pretty hard. Yeah. like. But, like, we at least need, like, I would have thought when Baizo was subbed out that, you know, we would have finally seen Harriel, maybe, you know? Mm. No. That's all right. Jim, like... Jim knows when to give his boys their debuts. <laughs> He's clearly pretty good at it. Elsa on it right It'll wing back, time. you know, was just fantastic. So I don't know what you're I talking about, die. why we need to I'll, I'll jump off the die. bridge. I'll do it. I'll, I will jump off that bridge. Nope. It, well, I mean, it's just like, if you're if you're going to settle Sino in, in a game that you're trying to win, why are you putting him in a position with even the slightest defensive responsibility when he he could have honestly got gotten a red card for persistent infringement after he came on in the game he did I don't, <laughs> he almost like, tackled I, that guy like I football style well because it was literally just like oh dribble lose the ball pull guy down dribble lose ball pull guy down like if you're gonna bring him in like at least bring him in for one of the midfielders in an actual attacking position where he doesn't have to do other things especially since you have a literal right back on the bench who can come in. It's elder abuse. That's what it is. It's, it ain't right. It's fan abuse at that point. Mm. We didn't want to watch that shit. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to ask for my money back from that Chicago game. Now that I think about it. Thanks, Chuck. If, the, if this was football manager, they would have refunded the fans. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have. Anyway. Fans deserve so little in the grand scheme of how a football team is run. Can no we, one's refunding um, tickets. <laughs> real quick, I just want to give a shout-out to the favorite, my favorite thing that I saw, which was when the Las Vegas Golden Knights... Uh, sorry, the Vegas Golden Knights thanked their fans <laughs> in attendance, and it was just five desk fans in chairs. What? It what? was yeah. I I'll find it. Were they in like school <laughs> desks? And no, no, like... no. It was like upright fans that were in seats in the arena. Ah. It was beautiful. I mean, this sounds amazing, but I need video to contextualize this. I got you. Hold on, I'll find it. Anyway, gotcha. Um, yeah. So best case. Uh, Best case is we win that game, best, but well, realistically, we let's game. tie the game. Realistically, <laughs> tie the game, because that way you have the away goals, and then you just need to make this a fortress or something. Yeah. Um, I... Yeah. Either but... way, either way, expectations of this season might as well be thrown out the window, because I guarantee you 90% of Union fans don't know what they want out of this season. And if they say an I'm MLS Cup championship, boat, so. I'm going to punch you in the face. Like... Because that... Be- so much aggression tonight. Yeah, yeah. No, seriously. Out of control. Well, you got me this way, Evan. You were the one that was screaming at me so I, in I my intro. I, I didn't got, You no. threw me off guard, I and I mean. tried to bring it down with no my nice little Zen music. No. <sighs> nope, I got I'm gonna nothing. take a deep breath, yep. and we're going to do this. Oh, boy. This, a team does not have to win a title every year 
for a team to be good. The Philadelphia Union need to show that they can compete in a continental tournament. The Philadelphia Union well, have they to show did that. Yeah, they did that already. So we've already checked that box. Yep. They also need to show that they can do a little bit more in the playoffs, then win a cool shield, and then get out in the first round. They need to show that. NHL they, goes full dad mode. They do not need to win anything silverware related this year for it to be no, progress. They don't. They don't. They've already they've already made progress. You're the last yeah. team standing in the biggest in the biggest competition in your in your continent. I hope people have perspective. I really hope they do. Well, we're we, we're we're occasionally smarter than that, so who knows? But I mean, it, there it is. I'm, if anyone needs it, I mean, it doesn't really matter. Jim's under contract. Tanner's under contract. Yeah, no one's going anywhere. <laughs> no one's, no one's everyone's going anywhere. Everyone's locked in. Yeah, everyone's so, locked in. Yeah. Uh, anyway, do we have anything else to, to add? Are we, are we good? Oh, that's worth anything, Paul. Oh, I'll shut up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all right, great. Justin's good. Chuck is probably good because he's too busy looking at the joke that I sent him through the <laughs> chat of the fans, which is a great one. Uh, anyway, we'll we'll talk to everybody once we figure out what kit each club is wearing for either of those games because I don't envy whoever has to make that decision. <laughs> both teams are blue and gold. What do both, we do both here, Both teams please? release a third jersey that they will only wear once. One at home. Hey, you know what? Good time to bring back the steel kit. Black one. We that should actually wear the pride. The, that actually, no, never, the black one doesn't really solve anything. Never mind. I mean, it, it makes sense to just wear the light blue two times in a row, right? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's probably you, the easiest thing here. You're going to do it at some point this year anyway, if you haven't already, so you might as well. Why not? I mean, it's there's good, no matter what you do, there's going to be a lot on that field. Yep. Just a lot. Yep. We it's should true. wear our pride kits and, like, dare the Mexico fans to <laughs> do the... <laughs> no. 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 I mean, they might get kicked uh, out of the tournament if they do the chance, so. Yeah. They're not going to. They're going to, and they're not going to. Just a thought. That's all. I'm an out-of-the-box-thinker-no-big-deal-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-yeah-y
Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. We are also sponsored by Robbie over at Icarus FC. Icarus will make the custom kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Get started at IcarusFC.com. Do you enjoy the show and want to support us? There are two ways. You can head to Design Tree at dsgntree.com slash vftv for our latest merch, or you can just buy us a coffee or beer at Ko-Fi, ko-fi.com slash vftvpod. Thanks for your listening and your support. Views from the Bridge is a podcast of the Beautiful Game Network at bgn.fm. Head over there to find all kinds of soccer writing, podcasts, and other content. For Evan Villela, Chuck Booth, and Paul Katrino, I'm Justin Ashcraft, signing off.